I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> that was so weird. We This little robot just told us there was a recording in progress. and That's new. That was weird. No. All right. Anyway. That, did you hear that, Kelly? Did you hear that? Yeah, I, I just heard that. I was so confused. I just assumed it was normal, but it's never happened. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've never heard this robot. It must be because we're recording at 9 a.m. our time and 5 p.m. your time because Kelly is in London in the UK and we are here in California recording april and i usually don't record before 10 <laughs> probably so, noon noon yeah. is actually more of an accurate yeah thing because we have our morning both of us have a morning routine i know i actually oh your dog's about to hump your leg again uh, <laughs> what a weird morning already so there's a robot here kelly's not the robot though uh april's dog is humping her leg my dog is being extra weird and hey everyone it's a full moon that's why oh that's why there it was a go. full moon. Now all the people that don't like hippie shit tuned out. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> full moons are full moons. Everybody knows the tides full, are. Uh... Full moon is legit. Okay. That that really messes me up. I had some crazy dreams last night. But this isn't about me, everyone. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. This is your bonus episode. And what does that mean? It means that we're extra crazy. No, that's not what it means. It means that there are no ads in this episode. We have ads in other episodes. Why? Because, well, we need to eat. And this takes a lot of time and energy. And we love, love, love to do this. But we also need to have ads to keep it going. And we also want to offer you some uh, bonus content where you can tune out of the ads and just learn and listen and be entertained. Uh, so this episode is with Kelly, who also has a podcast called The Pleasure Rebels Co- Podcast. Uh, and we're here to talk about sex toys and hot sex with disabilities. And yeah. without further ado, we'll just dive on in. So Kelly, we, we start with the same question for all of our listeners. Tell us about yourself and the work that you do around sex and disability. Okay, so my name is Kelly Gordon. I am at Hot Octopus. I run the show Pleasure Rebels for the brand. um, And I also work with the company to make sure that they're super inclusive and help them around their their work, product development and marketing for people with disabilities. Um, And I got into that really because Um, well it just felt like natural progression for me Um, I've been into sex and uh, sex toys from a young age Um, I was always quite rebellious Um, I'm a wheelchair user so I kind of use sexuality as my way to like kind of prove that I was quote unquote normal Um, so it just felt like the role for me Um, and yeah I just I absolutely love it like it felt like I was made for this position so Oh, we've been and we've been on your show, Pleasure Rebels. I was so excited yes. when when Hot Octopus was talking about putting out a podcast because obviously Adam's been on our show. Jules hasn't yeah. been on our show. Those no. are the founders. Uh, we should get her on our show. And yeah. and I just have I I mean it's like the merging of my loves, right? And when <laughs> you were the host, I was like, I love Kelly because you're such a, just a joy to speak with. So I'm happy that you're on Shameless Sex, Kelly. 
Yes, I'm happy to be here as well. <laughs> and um, we're going to move into some, some questions here about language, because this can be kind of a difficult thing uh, for folks out there that, that aren't knowing how to talk or speak to disability. Uh, mm -hmm. what are, what are things that sh folks should know about this? Uh, is there language they should use or is there up-to-date accurate, um, supportive language that people prefer over other stuff? Is there anything that they should stay away from? Um, I think it's such a like tricky question for me about language because everybody is different. And I know that's like not what people want to hear. Um, there's like identity first language, which, which, would would mean that I would say for example I'm a disabled person um and that's I'm cool with that I'm absolutely happy with that um because I I identify as a disabled person my disability is part of me I'm proud of that some people prefer to be called a person with a disability and that is like entirely personal preference um there's not really any right and wrong is what I like to say to people obviously if something's really really bad and ill intention that's different but if people are open to being educated and learning about disability and sort of preferences in terms of language I don't think you can go far wrong with that um the one term that in the UK is a no um and it's quite an Americanized term is is handicapped um because that that was actually associated with begging um so it's like hand in cap handicapped but that oh. is quite an Americanized term that gets used a lot in the US but in the UK it's something that we don't really say um but really it is just down to personal preference and I think it's about being open and having those conversations with people as well you know like I don't think people will take offense and I certainly wouldn't if somebody is open from the start and opens that line of conversation it's better than being either ignored due to like like fear of like an awkward kind of conversation um or just yeah just not being asked or or not being talked to at all so it's it is definitely a tricky one mm. I I mean I I know that we don't use handicapped here as as much to describe folks with disabilities but we still call the parking handicapped parking and the bathrooms a oh lot of times yeah too. they do handicapped <laughs> yeah. accessible right yeah. they're they they're that, shifting so. a yeah. lot to accessible yeah and that's something that I I love about about language and then people's comfortability that's why we ask the question because I don't want to say anything that would offend someone and yeah. I didn't know the hand in cap thing. That's really interesting. What did you say rule of yeah. thumb means? Rule of thumb was- Which is uh, not related to what we're talking no, about, but it, still it, language. It came from the length of the stick that you could, you, you were legally allowed to beat your uh, wife with. But we still use it. Like the rule of thumb for this yes, is, it's so rule funny. Of thumb. So interesting when you learn about language and you're like, oh, this actually comes from a not or so- Or when people it, say, there's a lot of microaggression language that comes out that we've, I used to say sit Indian style. That's how I grew up learning about sitting cross-legged. Yeah. Yes. Or when people, there's so many things out there that people don't even know that have um, really I, I guess it's derogatory meaning. And why do mm -hmm. we, we need to move away. It should just be accessible parking instead of, yeah. it still is called handicap parking. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And we're, and we're still learning. And, and so I guess one question about that to add to this was, um, so if you want to have uh, inclusive language, you don't really know how the person identifies 
but I would imagine, you know, and you say you'd rather the, the conversation not be ignored. You'd rather have someone talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way that someone could actually, like, I guess what I'll think of, um, we don't say preferred pronouns anywhere for the people that the way they identify with their gender, but you would say, what pronouns do you use? But you yeah. wouldn't ask someone like, what's your disability or how do you identify with your disability? Like, how would you even go about that? I guess maybe it's something they don't even really need to comment on, but you still want to have the conversation. Well, so, some people have actually started doing that now. And they've been asking if it's identity first or person first that you prefer. Um, so that uh, is an option. Um, however, like you say, it can become long-winded and make people kind of, you know, scared sometimes to to broach that subject if they're not too sure what they're talking about. Um, another way I think that's great is to, you know, um, include disabled consultants in, in your work. You know, for example, if you're a business owner, but you want to speak to people on disability and disability related services or products it's obviously best to be working with somebody that has experience in that and that is disabled and you know a lot of people are guilty of asking disabled people to work for free or to give advice for free um and and it's something that's common it's something that people still do to me because they assume that like you either don't want to work or you 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 aren't like wishing to be paid you're wishing to educate like just just for education's sake you know um and I think it's so important to just be able to think of of people that you might know that you could potentially employ as a consultant to work on specific projects because obviously the view of somebody with a disability is completely different sometimes um when it comes to you know what might be required for a product or a service so that's another way you can get disabled people involved Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's really important to uh, mm-hmm. be as inclusive as possible and to continue to learn and educate, especially if you own a business and especially if you're employing a lot of folks. Uh, mm-hmm. So what are some of the obstacles folks with disabilities might have when it comes to sex? So some of the obstacles that people might face when it comes to sex, um, I'm like a lot of dexterity issues. I have this myself um, in terms of like reaching and then how much you can press certain toys or um, this is just like with self-pleasure obviously um but yeah the reaching thing is massive for me like to the point where I've had to kind of repurpose some toys um because I prefer like a bullet style like clit stim toy um but sometimes the the reach just isn't there um so using something like a g-spot stimulator um it's good because it comes with you know obviously a bit of length to it because it's for internal stimulation but you can actually use it and use the end of it as a vibrator so another thing that might be difficult is positioning um there's a lot of things that obviously people with disabilities might need myself included with my partner he has to do a lot of the moving around uh, so communication is definitely key there and so things like straps that are really are really fantastic you know there's a uh, a doggy strap by sport sheets that you actually put underneath the hip and it allows your partner to pull you up and sort of control that position for you so you don't have to think about like maintaining that position and and energy because it's kind of down to them um, unfortunately for my partner it, it does fall to him a lot on the energy <laughs> you know where I'm draining his energy quite a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's uh it's always worth it I assure you um and another thing that disabled people can use 
for sort of sex and during sex is their lifts and hoists at home. Um, I think in the US you call them Hoya lifts, but in the UK we just call them ceiling track hoists or mobile hoists. And it's kind of like a mobile sex swing, <laughs> which is amazing. And that can help with positioning um, and, and allowing you to be on top if you want to be on top because a lot of these um hoists are electric as well so you can actually control it with a remote so it can lift you up and down or across wherever you need to be over the bed and allow you to be in midair whilst having sex which is also great Ooh, i never i don't know what this hoist I looks know. like but i have a a, a really interesting <laughs> image in my brain right now does that just attach to your ceiling it just like fixes to your ceiling yeah, so I've got one. Mine's a ceiling track one, um, and it does. It runs on a track literally on my ceiling. Um, so it looks a bit like a coat hanger when it comes down, um, and you're you're sat on a sling, which is it's like a piece of fabric with um, an attachment, which does look like a sex swing, to be fair. And you just attach that to the coat hanger, and then you're good to go. <laughs> That's kind of a genius sex toy idea, or not sex apparatus mm. idea. Yeah, there are some companies is. out there that could, because maybe they can make attachments that would be even specifically purposed for sex positions. Yeah, know. I've all I've been talking to a lot of people about this actually. Um, sports sheets being one of them because they have also the G spot link, which ties um your ankles and or thighs together, and you can actually use that to keep your legs behind your partner. So it's like an an awesome add on for something like that as well. So it ties. Oh, I'm trying to get the visualization for this. So it ties your your feet or your your ankles together. So your ankles, yeah. So it can be behind your partner's back, essentially. Oh, it could be used in like a missionary position. Your legs are kind of wrapped around them. And, yeah, so it's ah. to stop them from like flopping to the side or getting ah. tired. So it's used for like able-bodied people and disabled people. Um, but it's just a great, it's really cool. It's awesome. It's, it's, it, it means that you're able to not worry about getting tired or your legs sort of giving up on you. Cause you've got that security there to know that you can maintain the position, which is really good to keep you out of your own head. Yeah. And we're going to talk about specific toys in a little bit, because I know that folks love they the sex toys and, and tips on what toys to buy for what. And so we'll mm -hmm. get specific in a moment before that question though, I have like a two part, a two parter here, Kelly. Okay. <laughs> so what are tips for folks with disabilities to have more pleasure? And obviously there are so many different humans out there and so many different folks with different, uh, you know, different disabilities. So, uh, tips for those folks as best as you can. And then what about tips for their partners? If you're partnered with someone with a disability, how can all of these folks have more pleasure in their lives? Okay. Um, so for the first part for people with disabilities, um, I'll share like a bit of my past maybe. And I, like I said to you before, I was quite a rebellious outgoing teenage teenager that got myself into a lot of trouble when it came to like sex and sexual encounters I was so eager to to have sexual experience and to put myself out there like I rushed into a lot of things uh, that I wish that I hadn't have done now and I think that it's really important to like get to know yourself get to know your disability get to know like to have self-love and practice that before you go out searching for 
for pleasure from other people because it can lead to sort of dangerous situations I've been in situations before where I've been in hotels with you know strangers and you know we've all done it or or some of us have um but it's a bit different you know when you are disabled because not only do you want someone to perhaps help you onto a bed but you've got to rely on them to get you off the bed and let you leave the room which it's something that I look back on now and I think oh my goodness like why why did I put myself in that position but it's like the power of hindsight really um I've also been in a situation where I've been on the floor of a car and like literally completely in the middle of nowhere like relying on other people so I think my advice with that is obviously embrace your pleasure embrace self-love um and figure out what you need from somebody and try and communicate that prior to the experience because if you don't I think you're one, you're in your head worrying about all the practicalities. Um, and and two, it's just it's just pretty dangerous and and something you really need to consider if it's right for you. Um, and don't rush as well, because that's something that I really regret now. Mm. And and thinking it's all about sex and sexuality, which for me is I absolutely love sex. Sex is a massive part of who I am. Um but, you know, it's not the be all and end all to get it all done quickly. So kind of try and find that within yourself first. Mm. That's yeah, quite that's, a that's, that's excellent yeah. advice. I love that advice. I think is, that's isn't nailed that it. So often the answer is like, it starts with it you. It starts with you. Yeah, yeah. start with your self-pleasure <laughs> practice, figure out more about could, what you like. You could pay for a, a sex worker, though, if you if, if from the side of safety, if you wanted to, someone that yeah. checks out. Uh, that's That's another option for someone instead of just... Uh, too bad they got rid of red red book which had reviews uh, for the sex workers it was sex they had i believe i know it had reviews for the clients but it maybe had reviews for the sex workers too um but the whole sesta fosta thing got rid of this Mm -hmm. access to being able to um to really see to check people out and uh yeah Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's not the case one other thing that i thought of that you were speaking to is um but for a lot of folks, uh, I believe, have this misconception that folks with disabilities aren't sexual. You know, they have d- decided yeah. that whether it's a physical disability or a mental disability, that they must not be sexual, uh, which I think is just really, really harmful. And I, um, I remember being in uh, elementary school and there was um, someone there who... Um, I forgot his name. I want to say on the air, but he had autism and, um, and they interviewed him in junior high and he couldn't, uh, I forgot how they interviewed him, but his, you know, his speech was limited. Um, and so, you, you know, you couldn't really have a conversation with him, but somehow they interviewed him and he was sharing that he has massive crushes on people. And he's, he actually feels, you know, I didn't think he said, you know, it was junior high. So he said like sex and desire, but he's saying like, mm-hmm. he has, you know, crushes and has, uh, has desire in, in, in his, in his own words. And, um, I think I was one of those people who wouldn't who was in that my, it really changed my life. I was like, Oh my God, I was totally d- putting someone in this box deciding that they weren't a sexual person. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I think that's just something for other folks to take home home, take away is that we can't make this judgment about someone based on, you know, whatever it is, their, their looks, or if they're in a wheelchair, or they're not in a wheelchair, uh, and decide they are sexual, they're not sexual. Um, and Definitely. yeah, which is just so harmful. It, it happens a lot. You'd be so surprised. Well, you wouldn't from, from what you've said, but, um, for me, you know, up till I want to say like, like I'm 32 now and it, it's been quite recently that I've had people say to me, 
um, you know, have you ever had a boyfriend? Oh, have you ever kissed anyone? And it's like, dude, I've got two kids, so they obviously <laughs> came from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, wow that that would irritate me. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Well, I was talking to my friend who's in a chair about it, and she was like. Cal, you wouldn't say that to an able-bodied person. And I, I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that person would. And she was like, no, you you just would, you just yeah. wouldn't say that. And I thought, yeah, maybe she's right. Maybe, maybe you wouldn't say that to an able-bodied person. So it, it is, it's like that stigma that people with disabilities are completely asexual, um, which couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I think that there's a lot of, still a lot of work that can be done around that. And just, I just so many ways that people judge whether it's disabilities or not, that we just are quick to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about, so was, we talked about some sex toys earlier. And I actually, love talking about but sex I toys. I have a two part question. Oh, you do? What you got? Uh, the other piece was oh, you do? Yeah. You need to come back to it. <laughs> people that are partnered with folks with ah. uh, disabilities and how, uh, to uh, tap into pleasure in their lives as well. Yeah, I think, you know, a big thing, like for people that are partnered with with people with disabilities is a public perception thing as well. Like, do be, do be prepared to be viewed as a martyr because you will. Like all my partners have had the, oh, aren't you good for going out with somebody in a wheelchair? And it's oh. like, well, you don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about them. Um, so it's a really, really strange thing to say. Um, but yeah, in terms of pleasure, it, it really does. Again, I'm sorry to give this kind of answer, but it really does come down to communication and thinking and planning ahead like that sounds really boring but it doesn't have to be um you know the first time somebody ever used my chair in sexting was awesome like I always thought about it and thought well hang on if somebody said that it would kind of cringe me out but really it was it was like thoughtful in a way and I really appreciated it and also it gave me an idea of you know when we were to meet how things were going to go down so you don't necessarily have to say like I don't know when I meet you is it okay if I pick you up and this happens you can just talk about it in a sexy way and incorporate it into sexting or incorporate into conversation when you're talking about what you're going to do to each other and it, it just makes it like you've already crossed that line that boundary so you don't have to then like meet and sit down and be like okay we're going to do this I'm going to pick you up I'm going to do this because you wouldn't do that in any other situation Um, and it's just it's good that it's already dealt with and you don't have to think about it so I think communication and normalizing things as much as possible and just it becomes a part of your life you know Um, I think anybody with a partner that's disabled will agree with this statement that part of disability just becomes part of your daily life you don't really think of it as like you know oh we're gonna get up now so to get up I need to get out of bed get Kelly's legs out the bed and then help her into a chair it just is like okay we're gonna get up now do you know what I mean it just becomes part of that easy breezy daily life and I'm not saying every day is like that because it's not and sometimes having a disability is hard but I think if you've got somebody that kind of just rolls with the punches and and you just enjoy life together then that's the main thing Mm. 
Yeah, that I think. Yeah, that's I, I like that. You did you ask that question? I didn't hear that question. I like I think that's yeah. I good. said I had a two part. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that two part there. Well, I missed that one. She tuned out. Yeah, everyone. tuned out. It's nine thirty in <laughs> the morning, like, oh. everyone. It's not my. <laughs> this is not the golden hour for Amy. Um, that's great answers, yeah. Kelly. I really that's like really enlightening. I think. Yeah. Uh, and I these are just so many things that I just haven't really thought about, like people being treated like a martyr. Oh, good on you for dating someone in a wheelchair aren't you aren't you wonderful and you're like yeah that doesn't make me feel that wonderful I wonder how that makes the partners feel um and then also I had a question for you what was the sex what did they say how did they how did they word it oh the sex oh my god I can't actually remember the full wording now this was like a long time ago I've had a baby since then so I've got baby brain now um well hopefully it's going because he's one but you know it does take a while um I think it was something about bending me over my chair. Oh. So it was like including the chair and then also assuming that I could do that, if you know what I mean. So that was cool because it wasn't like, because some people say, you know, they see somebody in a wheelchair and they they assume that they're paralyzed. Um, I've heard this quite a lot and it's like, well, no, there's so many different kinds of disabilities and there's so many reasons that somebody might need a wheelchair. Um, so it was already kind of a bit of knowledge on his part as well. So it was like, I assume that you can wait there. And, you know, and then obviously if I couldn't, then I had the opportunity to say, or oh, that won't happen or you know just go go with the flow I guess and then address that at a later date that we couldn't actually do that um but no I did I thought it was really awesome that that they took the initiative to do that mm. yeah I like them I'm gonna bend you over I want to I, mean, I just think it's hot no matter how you put it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's, <laughs> that's hot and and I do love that you can also get more information from the person in this flirty kind of way and yeah. it's non-offensive it's it's cool and maybe some other folks out there might be like mm, that would offend me right it's just up to yeah. you and you can always set the the stage for what you're into or what you're not the communication piece it yeah. is one of those the age-old answers for everything yeah. it's like communication it starts with you and you're like yeah. god damn it isn't there just a switch I can just nope, turn on doesn't work that <laughs> way instead of the communication working on me but or the answer true. creating spaciousness and not get it get it right or do it do it perfectly right have some room to uh, maybe mess up along the way and if someone's like actually that doesn't work for me I really that doesn't I don't really love hearing my chair being brought into our sex yeah I've been in a text or sex when I haven't really even met you or I've spent a lot of time with you uh and I think that that's okay. To, for yeah, definitely. To it just opens it up for, for that conversation to be had. And, you know, like we talk about um, enthusiastic consent and how that doesn't always have to be, um, you know, is it okay if I do this now sort of thing? It, it can be sexy and it's it's exactly the same for this. It can be It can be done in a sexy way. It doesn't have to be just like, it, how do I pick up your leg or something like that? You know, it can be done in a sexy way. And that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. Enthusiastic consent. I love that. Yeah. That's a nice buzzword yeah. or buzzword. Big fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can I do this right now? Exactly. Fuck yeah, I want to You just fuck. have to be enthusiastic yeah. about everything. That's- <laughs> well, and if you're not, then, you know, that's a no. So there you I'm go. I'm going to wipe your butt right now. <laughs> 
Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that. See, now I want you to wipe my butt. See? You sold me on it. <laughs> um, okay. So the question I cut April off on was about sex toys. And we talked about some earlier and you were talking about how you like bullet vibes, but sometimes the, the reach isn't the best. And, and so you talked about various types. Maybe you have, you just, you just talked about sports sheets too, but are there specific products that you love right now? Like the names of products and the, how you use them and what you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, so going back to what I said earlier about the G-Spot um, stimulator, using it as a clip one, um, obviously the Octopus Curve, got to put it out there, is amazing for that. You know, I'm I'm just all about like external stimulation and pleasure. So I use it for that. And it's, it's perfect for me because then, like I said, I don't have the reach problems that, you know, I normally have so that's a great way to use that as well with the treble and bass technology which is awesome and it has um, a squishy head I love the squishy head I think you all call it squidgy squidgy squidgy, <laughs> yeah. squidgy head and I I have to say I'm external to and I'm sorry to interrupt you we yeah. have sold out of this toy though we launched in February 2021 it's now the end of May and we've sold out of it two times it's been a huge hit and yeah. I typically have I struggle orgasming from toys that aren't designed for um that are designed for internal use I can yeah. usually only use the external one and that curve it's curved with a k can get me off Amy doesn't have one I have to give her one but we're so where's out, my so curve yeah. Yeah. One yeah I'm like okay <laughs> but it's incredible the sensations because you can customize it and that has that high-pitched high-frequency treble and then that low deep rumbly bass and you can yeah. turn one off and use both or simultaneously it's a really really cool toy and I think the fact that we've sold out and people are reordering it on the um, business side is amazing and I'm so happy that you love that toy too and that yeah. it gives you that more reach and the softness so it's not just putting a blunt hard object on your external bits that's exactly right because some of the like g g-spot stimulators are like plastic and hard and um yeah it doesn't feel too good on on the clear <laughs> um but no that's one of my one of my current faves um I actually just got this new toy yesterday as well um and I, I've only used it like once that that's like basically told me t- telling you guys that I, I wanked last night but you know, it's part of <laughs> my job like it. it's shameless every day a wank exactly. is the doctor away <laughs> I agree with that statement like Josh literally called me a teenage boy the other morning because of the amount of times that I have to do it um but anyway so I tried this new one and it was the um I'm not sure if you've seen it but the BuzzFeed and Balesa collab toy have you seen it No. no so this is a really good one for people with disabilities um well some people with disabilities for like dexterity in terms of pressing buttons it's not the best um but you could turn it on before you use it which is another option that I tend to do um so it's you know the suction the clit suction mm-hmm. toys love them. So it's yeah it's clit suction and it's internal as well so it's kind of like a u shape um but then it's flexy so you can actually straighten it out or mold it to the shape that you need um which is really really cool like I need that because you know I'm always in like one position when I'm using toys so it's important that I can actually if it's an internal toy that I can actually get it in there without assistance um again like reach and positioning is massive um so the fact it's flexible and you can actually move it like as much as you want is really cool as well, well and I just really like that toy again Kelly what is that called? yeah so you know BuzzFeed like the online news yeah, out there yeah. it's them collabing oh. with Balesa which is 
they have their own toys, but also they do um, really good porn as well. Huh. So they call themselves the Netflix of porn. <laughs> oh, I remember Wait, BuzzFeed Bl- and Blessa. Bla- is it Balesa or Blessa? Oh, Balesa. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah Sorry. Yeah. Is it is yeah. it the accent? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> no, My accent. Love your accent. I feel like it sounds better when you say it yeah. anyway. Oh, wow. Uh, it's so yeah. interesting. BuzzFeed made a Buzz sex toy. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that. So. I mean, yeah. they have a huge reach, so I'm not surprised. And Balesa like, does go a lot toys. of like very, uh, I'll say, cis woman centered uh porn right it's very uh, like voyeuristic yeah. and designed for women like think the soccer mom watches porn mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and you know that it's the good thing about that as well like I'm not like actually doing an ad for them right now but um you can actually pay what you want for their service as well so you can pay what you can afford like monthly for and there's tons of videos on there and some of them are really good like in terms of backstory I'm like one of these that that likes a bit of backstory in porn and and it's good quality as well which is is a massive bonus you need to know why the cable guy's coming over why is the cable guy coming here oh my tv's not working Uh, which not working (laughs) (laughs) didn't um, the hot octopus also made the the solo wasn't that tested for folks who were who had disabilities where they were spinal cord injuries injuries, and it works really well yeah you can explain it does yes i'm sure kelly knows about a lot of that too (laughs) because uh, you obviously work with hot octopus on these things and i'm sure you also are an advocate to recommend these products too for folks so they can feel comfortable shopping at hot octopus for their specific needs so because you want to speak to it for penis owners for sure yeah right yeah so that we're talking about the pulse solo and pulse duo yeah Yeah. at the moment um so that yeah it's great for penis owners um and like you said it's uh great for people with spinal cord injuries or people that experience erectile dysfunction because you can actually use the toy um flaccid which is is amazing um i've heard only great things about it from the people that i've recommended it to um but also it's a great the duo is a great couple's toy um and a couple of my friends i hope they won't mind me saying this um, (laughs) but they are both wheelchair users um, they both struggle with fatigue. So when they don't want to have full penetrative sex, it's a great like mutual masturbation tool for them to still feel close and have that orgasm moment um, without actually having to have the exertion of full penetrative sex. So that's probably the best review that I've got of it so far because they're like, this is our go-to. And, you know, when you hear that, especially working with the brand, you're really proud, I think. Yeah. And I, the remote controls, I'm sure really help because we've got that dual Lux with two remotes so you can yeah. uh, control each other's uh, vibration and oscillation. And the technology is really cool. And I'm sure folks, that's why I didn't want to speak to it. Cause I speak to it all the time. I'm like, let me have someone else speak to hot <laughs> octopus products because, uh, I, I love that. I feel like that brand says since their beginning, hot octopus in 2013, they've been changing people's lives mm, and definitely. folks, not only with that have disabilities, mobility issues or dexterity issues, because the digit, which I'm sure, uh, you were going to talk about too. And this is not just about yeah. hot octopus. Kelly has been talking about other toys too, but we, we really do focus around inclusivity with hot octopus. And that's why yeah. I chose to come on board with them because I really loved reading the reviews about people, like talking about how they hadn't been able to have any experience with their partner, you know, their husband had a prostatectomy in 2000 and hadn't been able to achieve an erection. And 
the solo or the duo was the only way they had any sort of interaction with one another um, other than, you know, they're what they were so used to because it can be really limiting, right? Or it can also be shame, yeah. it can be shameful for the person too. So having access to toys that were based on medical science that are now available for the masses for pleasure, I think is really cool. So sorry, we're talking about hot octopus so much, but it's just really <laughs> fucking cool brand. Well, not all just to touch on brands. the digit as well. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, we're like going on a oh, hot octopus tangent. I know we're on a run, um, but <laughs> I just wanted to say about the digit. One other thing that's been great is obviously it fits the fingers, right? So you can actually obviously slip that on your fingers like a ring or if you don't have the mobility in your hand to be able to put on a ring like that or open the hand you can actually slightly almost unclip it and and then fasten it to your hand as well so it is actually really accessible for people that need more assistance with getting things on their hands so it becomes that wearable sex toy um and it's you know once it's on there it's it's pretty good on there it doesn't tend to move too much mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I was saying not all sex toy brands even consider these kind of things. So it's cool that Hot Octopus actually puts the time, energy, research, and they're hiring you to help them out, consultants. And they've yeah. been also on this path since day one, whereas a lot of other companies um, maybe aren't doing that. And I think some are starting to go in that direction. And you mentioned sport sheets, and I don't know if they just created some products that work for folks with disabilities or or they actually did the research. It just kind of happened that way. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that it's, yeah, it's, it's wonderful to see um, brands that are more inclusive for all different bodies uh, instead of just all you know able bodies and uh, and and that's this a part of this modern day and age time positioning pillows were something that we've talked about uh before i think i think with you kelly and positioning pillows are because you talked about the straps but that's another solid recommendation like like liberator like Like the wedge yeah, the Liberator wedges are something that we are going to be pushing, um, hopefully through our disability hub. Um, and they're absolutely amazing. Like, again, it is literally just you put it under your hip or wherever you want it, um, even under your back, you know, for like deep penetration in missionary. Uh, they can be used in line with hoists and things like that as well, which is great. Um, so they're, they're just, it's another thing where you've not got to think about holding that position. And for people with disabilities, it's often a fatigue thing or a pain thing. So if you are able to rest on something and something that's sexy and not medical, it's definitely preferred and it, it it can you can just focus completely on pleasure then which is what everybody wants right and there's also it, it, totally there's so many items out there that I'm just coming to my brain from when I worked at <laughs> a sex shop when I worked at pure pleasure back in the day but they're they were still they're still relevant like the hand harness we used to sell those to folks I don't know if they make it anymore really I'm not sure it's by spare parts hey and, sport and sheets if you're listening right now yeah start making a hand harness yeah. it wasn't a top seller but for folks who who purchased it they said it was amazing it was this neoprene almost like wetsuit material hand harness that looked kind of badass you put it a did. dildo right in your palm yeah and you could you know fuck someone or make love or to you someone. could put it on there's like legs. oh there's there's thigh harnesses. The thigh that's harnesses too. Spark- yeah. yeah, that's Art the sport sheets, sheets one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then you have a dildo we just coming out of your thigh. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think that's pretty awesome anyway. Yeah. Who doesn't want a dildo coming out of their leg? Like, come I on. <laughs> I want to fuck someone with my thighs. My thigh is really powerful. I could probably do some wild things with this thing. <laughs> that, just opening the doors for creativity and thinking about the needs of all sorts of folks to have more pleasure, I think mm-hmm. is really inspiring. All right. So that was good with product recommendations. I think that we gave people some, some really great options to choose from and brands, uh, definitely hot octopus, of course, but they're the best. So (laughs) when it comes to people, if they want to find you work with you, your podcast, all of your, uh, handles, can you share with everyone out there how, how to find Kelly Gordon? Of course, of course. Um, so my own handle is at Miss Kel G, which is M S Kel K E L G E E. So that's me. That's a quite complicated one out the way. Obviously at Hot Octopus, and then the podcast is Pleasure Rebels. It's on every podcast platform, um, but also on the website, um, we've got our own Pleasure Rebels page, which that keeps you up to date with every single episode. Uh, gives a cheeky discount code if you want to get the curve or the digit or any of the products that we've just talked about. Um, and yeah, that's about it, really. Just uh, just hit me up and come and find me. And any questions that anybody has, I'm happy to answer those. And Pleasure, well, Pleasure Rebels is um, <laughs> just about sex and pleasure in general. It's not just disability focused, right? It's just, it's actually just an educational uh, forum for all kinds of things, including disability. That's completely right. And, you know, it's actually a place for me to go on a little sexual journey and find out more about certain things as well. Like we've had a really, really sort of varied range of episodes. We've had you guys on the show, which is great. Um, We've had like Medina from Cocktails just going crazy about her previous sex life and, you know, her college days and things like that. And then we have gone for some um, disability related episodes where we discuss things like internalized ableism, which is something really important to talk about. Um, We've got a BDSM episode with Off the Cuffs. And that was really enlightening for me because, you know, I haven't been, I haven't really done anything like that for, for quite some time. So just to hear about other people's kinks and fetishes, I just find it so interesting. So I'm lit- literally trying to take like Pleasure Rebels listeners onto this journey of exploration and uh, and I'm learning as I go as well. So I absolutely love recording the show. Uh, well, Kelly, it's been a joy. I absolutely just adore you and the work that you're doing. <laughs> and thank you for joining Shameless Sex. And check out Pleasure Rebels, everyone. It is. It's a really fun. Uh, it's, it's fun to just listen to Kelly speak in general, but it's a fun podcast. <laughs> is it the British accent? It probably <laughs> is. Maybe I have a British accent fetish. But it's more than the British. Accent. It is. It yeah. is. Uh, it's all of what you offer. So thank you, Kelly, and to all of our listeners out there. We love you. We'll see you next Tuesday or next Friday because this is a bonus episode. That's right. Ad free. You're welcome. We'll see you next week. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.